Connected Man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. Oh, Shucky Ducky is the man. Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because you know we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing today, buddy? The data breach of the federal employees. Yes, sir. One of the questions that came up on the show today, I didn't know we had four million federal workers. Well, I don't, we, we, we don't have that many. Right. Well, uh, well, we might. Uh, let's put it this way. First off, the four million is split into current and former. So you've got some current workers, some retired. But don't forget, when you, uh, when you total up the executive branch civilians and then all the people in the military, uh, you have over four million right there. I think, it's gotcha. at, uh, I think in 2014 it was 4.18 million, down from about 4.4 million in about 2010. So there, in, if you include the military, and really you should because they are employed by the government, right? Uh, when you get the executive branch, the military, plus the legislative and Makes judicial sense. branch, yeah. then you do get up over 4 million current active people on the government rolls. But the data breach that occurred at OPM, which is, we all know what that is here in D.C., but most people around the country probably have never heard of the Office of Personnel Management, they're sort of... I guess one way to describe them is they're like the giant HR office for all the federal government. Right. They do background checks. They have a huge repository of information. You know, they, they basically have all the background files on everybody. So it's a big place that uh, somebody would want to get in to steal identities. But in this case, I'm sure the Chinese aren't exactly, if they're the ones, as, as have been fingered by the government, they're not exactly looking for that. I'm sure they're looking for other information to burrow maybe into other computer networks around the federal government. And plus, you have to think think, Herman, there's probably background stuff there on intelligence people as well. Yeah. And that what, you know, makes you wonder about the possibility of blackmail or impersonating people who are in the intelligence community. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Now, the question I'm sure a lot of people say, well, we just had this hack at the IRS. This is the second time this year that OPM has been hit. You know, what is the federal government doing? Uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Richard Burr of North Carolina saying yesterday that we've got to start doing things proactively and not after the fact. Well, here's one little detail from this, and they wouldn't give out any information, but there was some forensic tool that they were using at the OPM on this data, uh, on this network, which is actually housed, by the way, over the Interior Department down uh, not far from the, the Lincoln Memorial, and they were just running a normal check with whatever this tool is, and that's when they uncovered some of this uh, unauthorized downloading. So it's, you know, like anything, uh, like regular police work, like uh, all the battles over computer attacks and more, I'm sure there are all kinds of people trying to break into federal government systems every day. In this case, this is another one where the feds were not able to prevent it. And certainly you have to wonder, uh, is it happening in other places? And, and, and what exactly are the Chinese doing with this information? Now, that was going to be my next question. How certain are they that it's 
coming from Chinese hackers. You know, that, the, the Chinese government sort of has this official arm. They always say, no, no, we're not doing anything. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, President Obama sort of confronted the Chinese leader with it and basically got the, the Heisman from the Chinese. You know, that, no, we're not doing anything like that. You know they're trying. You know we're trying to get into their stuff, and I'm sure everybody's trying to get into everybody else's stuff as well. But the finger was pointed pretty quick. I mean, no real evidence was offered to us in the public vein as to why they think it's the Chinese. But that was the quick assessment of U.S. intelligence in the Obama. Obama administration yesterday. What's next on that whole thing? I, I would guess, you know, you, uh, you're going to have the FBI's conducting an investigation. I'm sure the Congress will be wanting to ask questions, and then it filters down to the people involved. The four million people are going to have to be notified. I mean, how many times have we heard of data breaches lately where you hear companies say, well, we're offering them credit services, you know, to watch their credit for the next year? And that's the one thing that the, the feds know that whoever these people were, the Internet hackers, that they got into this system, but they're not entirely sure what they took and they're not entirely sure what they're going to do with it. So there's a lot of unknowns there as to what exactly uh, the Chinese are up to, if it is them, what exactly they're going to do for the, with this information. Was it just another effort to just try to pull more stuff out? I mean, think of the IRS breach a few weeks ago. That breach involved uh, people who'd already had their identities stolen previously. That's pretty obvious. Uh, they think that's more uh, connected to organized crime in Russia and in Eastern Europe more than anything else. And, you know, you just sort of wonder, okay, with this information, what exactly are the Chinese going to do next? And it, it came out as we had a story surface yesterday from the New York Times that the Obama administration a few years ago, the Justice Department had authorized the NSA to do more efforts over the Internet to track Internet attacks and hackers who were coming after the United States and, in a sense, do warrantless surveillance of the Internet. And at the same time, it scoops up some of the information, just like the bulk phone records situation. They're focused on international threats and possible links to terror and other state sponsors of these hacking attacks. But at the same time, they are going to scoop up some data from Americans along the way. I'm not sure we're going to get a big reaction on that from lawmakers like uh, the situation with the phone records but we'll have to just wait and see. This is covered under what's known as the Foreign Inte Intelligence Surveillance Act. I hate to get nerdy on you, but there's a section called Section 702, and if you do a, a Google search about that, you'll come up with an awful lot of stuff. I had a senior intelligence official hand me off a bunch of stuff last night that I need to read this weekend to go into further uh, sort of detail about what the feds have been doing, but that 702 surveillance under FISA has been somewhat controversial in that there are groups that say the NSA is basically just hooking itself up into the backbone of the Internet and just looking at everything that comes through. Because think about it, Herman, a lot of the big uh, Internet companies are based here in the United States. And so the argument, which a lot of Democrats didn't like during the Bush years, was that, hey, if your traffic's coming through the U.S., then we can take a look at it. Uh, even if you are overseas. And so that's what the NSA evidently has been doing here. That provision of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act expires at the end of 2017, so another uh, two-plus two years. And I would assume sometime before then we'll have a congressional debate about what exactly the NSA should or should not be doing with it. And that's totally different than the... Totally different freedom. than the 215 of the Patriot yep. Act and the USA yep. Freedom Act. You're absolutely right. There's several laws that sort of all, they intertwine and work together, but they prevent di uh, present different opportunities for the intelligence community and the FBI to utilize those powers to go after either sponsors of terrorism or, in this case, Internet hackers. Gotcha. Now, the Associated Press issues the jobs numbers whenever they put it out. They always try to put a positive spin on it. Have you seen the numbers? 
Yeah, I saw the numbers. Uh, that was the unemployment rate. Well, the, the, the jobs created in May was 280,000. So that was up from the previous month, I think, if I remember correctly. The unemployment rate actually ticked up in the month of May. And the reason that happened was because more people got back into the workforce. The workforce actually increased in the month of May as it had in the month of April. The labor force uh, rate in terms of participation is still very low historically. I think it... Uh, I can't remember what I sixty nine point two percent, whatever it is. It just basically ticked up from the month before, so it's it's nothing that's uh, fantastic or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, look, it's the it, it's very reminiscent of a lot of the reports that we have seen in recent months and in recent years. We have job growth. It is in the two hundred thousand plus range. It's not going the wrong way. It's going the right way, but it's not as fast as a lot of economists argue it needs to be in order to really accelerate the economy and really. Take take a chunk of people off the sidelines and get them uh, back into the workforce. The number of people who reported that they had a job went up by almost 300,000 in May. The number of people who said that they got back in the workforce and started looking for jobs, that went up by almost 400,000. So in that sense, they were good numbers, but we've sort of gone back and forth like that a number of times over the last couple of years. There's a there's a unemployment rate that's the considered the broadest measure of joblessness in the U.S. That's called the U6 rate. That remained at 10.8% in the month of May. Right. Right. Now, what about um, the 2016 race, presidential race, that is? What did you think of Rick Perry's speech yesterday? I thought that his speech was very powerful, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, He said a lot of the right things. Uh, It was inspiring. It was positive and uplifting. My biggest concern, not about him per se, is... Will the Republican field, which is huge, as you know, be able to resist attacking each other? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think that's impossible. <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to think about that? <laughs> no, I mean, but it, it, it just makes sense. I mean, l- let's just, for the sake of, uh, of argument, let's just say most Republicans agree, we'll just say, on 98% of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's face it. Uh, it's we're, we're just talking about different shades. I mean, you, for example, we go back to last time, you had your 999 plan. Other people had other ideas about how to spur economic growth, but basically all of you were on the same page. You That's know what true. I mean? Yeah. The, the Republicans, it's not like you're going to find a Republican who's going to say we should raise taxes by $400 billion next year or anything like that. Now, there are some shades in there. We get in terms of immigration. Jeb Bush has raised some hackles about that. Also, education policy. Uh, Rand Paul obviously has some different ideas on a few things related to defense and foreign policy. But for the most part, everybody's on the same page. So then you start thinking, how am I going to separate myself from others. And it will probably be either through a blunder that somebody makes or a story about, you know, somebody has an idea about doing something, say, to reform Social Security or something like that. And, you know, I know Ronald Reagan always said that you shouldn't violate the 11th commandment. But look, that's what we're going to get to. That time is coming near. And it will start a little more in earnest, I think, once we get to the first debate and move into the debates. The first debate is in early August in Cleveland. And, you know, you, you can't just sort of, if, if you're down in the polls and you need to get noticed, you're going to start st- saying stuff. And uh, it doesn't matter how much you like each other. Uh, you remember that from your time in there. There were some pointed jabs at you along the way, especially as you moved up in the polls. I still have the scars to prove it, especially yeah. when I was in the top of the polls. And and you know that's the way, That's it, it may not be the right way in your mind or other minds, but that's the way that the game is done. And if you're going to get to the top, 
uh, either you're going to have to do there through momentum and you know some opening. You might have some good line at a debate, or you might be able to come up with something that sort of generates some momentum for you. Or, as we've seen, you go negative at times and really go after somebody. Uh, that can work the other way as well. I would hope that they would try to be constructive with it uh, rather than... I'll believe it when I see it, and I don't mean that as a hit just against the uh, Republicans, because the Democrats will do it too. I know. Um, you know, we'll have to watch and see, do the other candidates really try to hit Hillary Clinton hard, or do they uh, treat her with kid gloves? Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you next week, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. The, the experience and results you trust. Herman Cain. He just has a good message and a good conservative point of view. Solutions for a better America. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.